Welcome to the Peabody Baseball Podcast. Today I'm joined by Mickey Moniak, a kid that I've had the pleasure of coaching since he was 12 years old, 2007, and watch him grow into the first pick overall in the draft in 2016 by the Philadelphia Phillies. Um, today we talk about growing up in SoCal, uh, his experience being the first pick overall in the draft, what is it like sharing a clubhouse and a dugout with Bryce Harper, growing up in a baseball family, and just other baseball information. So um, if you're a baseball guy, this is a great podcast for you. If you're a parent, if you're a coach, uh, this is this is a great listen. So without further ado, I give you Mickey Moniak. All right, we are in for another episode of the Peabody Baseball Podcast. We have uh, Mickey Moniak, um, someone I've been really close to for a long time, someone I... Um, Ever since I've had a podcast and been wanting to get on for for multiple reasons, and uh, we finally have a chance to do it. So thanks for uh, thanks for making the time, Mick. Absolutely, brother. Um, for you guys that do not know, Mickey was the number one pick overall. What in the 2016 draft? 2016. 2016 feels like forever ago. Dude. Yeah. Unreal. Yeah. Thank so you. first pick overall by the Philadelphia Phillies in the um, 2016 draft. Um, I think the I think let's just go to the obvious answer like like how do you become the first pick overall in the draft what's uh what are some of the keys to to that happening I mean I think for me I, personally I feel like there's not a straight path to you know getting to where you want to go I think everyone's different but for me personally it was just playing as much baseball as I could man like growing up I wasn't really you know, I was I was big into playing actual games. Like I wasn't the kid that was dragging my dad to the cage every day. It was it was more so trying to get my dad to, you know, get me on a team that you know would play multiple tournaments. You know, almost won every week, and and that was that was how I felt like I got better. You know, how we did back when I was you know 10, 11, 12 years old, just you know getting those game reps. And and I think personally, I think the best way to to learn baseball is to actually play it. And uh, you know, make it a game-like situation. So for me, it was just, you know, being able to play every, you know, weekend. Uh, you know, obviously being in California, man, it's – we get lucky out here. And uh, – but, yeah, a lot of – you know, just a lot of baseball, a lot of hard work. And, uh, yeah, I mean, I was pumped how it ended up. <laughs> yeah, no kidding. We'll, we'll get into your, your family's history with your grandfather and your dad and all that. Um, but I think that's something that people don't really understand. I try to tell them that all the time when I when I talk about you is is that you really did not practice that much. You played a lot. You played probably more baseball than anyone I know. But you didn't. You probably practiced as little as anyone I know too. <laughs> exactly, did it. And I knew I knew a bunch of guys who were going to the cage, and I don't know. It just wasn't. I think for me, it was always just wanting to get out and play. You know, I, I got personally I got a little bored sometimes going to the cage and you know for me it was like I want to get into a game and, and compete and I think that's the thing dude competition is going to bring the best out of anybody and I think that's going to make you know a, a baseball player the best versions of themselves and you know that was I've always been competitive and anything I do you know getting out there and playing was definitely the, the main reason why I think I you know was so successful at a young age um you were able to commit to UCLA real quick what was uh why UCLA I don't know I think for me personally I knew I, I always wanted to stay in California um you know I think when I committed to it was they came off they were coming off a national championship in 2013 and you know I knew a lot of guys who were going there already guys like you know Chase Strumpf and 
you know, Blake Rutherford and, and Kevin Gowdy and all these guys that I was playing with on the, you know, the, the travel ball circuit and USA and all that stuff. So, you know, I knew a lot of guys going there. I knew we'd have a good team. If we all didn't end up going there, we all didn't, but they still, <laughs> they still ended up being pretty good. Um, but yeah, no, coach Savage was the man. I mean, every time I was there, he made it feel like home. And um, yeah, I think, I mean, if I were to go there, it would have been a blessing, but you know, things didn't really turn out that way. And, uh, um, no, I think it looks like they, they have the, they have the same thing going. I want to say Jay Sarah has four or five kids that are committed to go to UCLA. UCLA seems like they're, uh, they're kind of back on, on top of recruiting Southern California. Yeah. I mean, they're doing good this year. I'm pretty sure when I, when I checked and no, they were almost in the, honestly, they were almost in the college world series last year. Yeah. They're, 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 they're going to be good. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so right now you are like say you're playing with the Phillies. You are with uh, another high-profile number one overall pick. Uh, what's it like sharing a clubhouse, sharing a field, sharing a dugout uh, with Bryce Harper? Dude, Bryce Harper. I mean, he's the man. I want just the first time that he got you know right after he signed his Chiefs contract and did all the media and all that. The first day he was there, he he reached out to me and kind of introduced himself to me to you know anything that I needed to you know any questions stuff like that that he was all to kind of you know just help me you know go, uh, grow as a baseball player we got into like a lot of conversations about you know when he was with Washington and, and guys like Soto were coming up he was you know he his main his main message was he wants you got he wants us to be comfortable the young guys because you know he, he came into the league at a different time when you know if you're the rookie you know you kind of had to pay your dues and and uh you know, I think you still have to pay your dues, but I think back then it was a little more cutthroat. And I think now, you know, his main focus is to win. He gives a shit about, you know, most guys, um, all, like all guys in the, in the farm system. He cares. He wants, you know, the best possible living conditions, the best food down in that minor league, uh, on that minor league side down in Florida. So, I mean, it just shows that, you know, the guy really cares and, and, uh, he's competitive. Once that, uh, First pitch is thrown. He's locked in. He he jokes around. He's fun off the field. But once that man, once that pit, first pitch is thrown, he's he's ready to go, dude. He's got one thing in mind, and that's to that's to fucking win. Yeah, that's no doubt. I think that everyone can tell that when you watch when you watch Harper play, he's definitely a competitor. A uh, competitor loves to compete. Um, has he talked to you? Has, it, has he talked to you about being the the dealing with being the first pick overall? And if he if he hasn't, what has uh, have you feel like that has kind of the target on your back has kind of gone away a little bit now that you're you're three four years into or after the draft? Yeah, I mean, well, for first off, he he has talked to me about you know being that number one pick and, and all that stuff, and he pretty much it was just a simple, uh, almost cliche message, but it's it's really true, and he just pretty much says you know stay true to yourself, stay true to you know what you've done, you know I got you there. Um, you know, you're the number one pick for a reason. That's a, you know, not a lot of people can say that. So, I mean, whatever you did to get you to where, to get you to that point, just stick with it. And um, yeah, I mean, he, I mean, he, he had a target on his back since he was 16 years old, you know, being the, almost the LeBron James of baseball. So that guy's definitely someone, you know, that I've tried to lean on uh, the last couple of years to getting to know him. And then, uh, I mean, yeah, he, uh, he's been huge for me. 
For sure. And then that, I mean, the, the target on my back, it, it definitely was there more so I'd say my first couple of years and then, you know, had a tough year, my first full season in low way. So I think it kind of, you know, heightened and then kind of started to pull back a little bit, but you know, you're always going to have that label of being the number one pick and that's never going to go away. So, right. I mean, it is what it is. Baseball nowadays is crazy with social media and, um, you know, you just kind of got to block out all the negative stuff and the positive stuff, really. You can kind of just stay focused on, you know, what you're trying to do. Uh, between... Well, I think that's good advice, man. I, I agree. You got you to gotta use that block button on Twitter. Dude, oh, oh, trust me, I learned it too, bro. That first year, <laughs> that first year was brutal. Uh, I can't imagine. But, uh, no, um, have you gone against the? Uh, have you faced a pitcher that you've admired growing up yet? And if you have, how have you have you learned to 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 deal with watching guys that you played uh, that you watch on TV? I mean, I wouldn't say spring training. I faced a couple guys, younger guys, but I mean, growing up, you know, I faced in live BPs. You know, faced guys that, and um, you know, Nola just kind of watching them but you know it's live bps but it's still crazy to think i think the big thing for me is just being in the same clubhouse you know with guys like you know jake arietta aaron nola you know bryce harper kutch uh jay bruce you know all the guys who were huge growing up and now it's kind of like you know, i'm the young guy and they're you know the you know the season's vets and you know they're they're leading this team and you know i'm just trying to be a part of it Let's talk to the young kids real quick. What what um what makes a good teammate? I mean, I think just genuinely caring about, you know, the guy next to you. I know baseball is is uh it's obviously a team sport, but it can be individual at times if you try to get too caught up in your own personal success. I think growing up for me, it was I enjoyed the, the number one thing I enjoy about baseball for sure is is the competition and, and just going out there and trying to win. Dude, I I've always said you can go back on interviews I did in high school and stuff about, you know, I always said I'd rather go 0 for 4 and win than 4 for 4 and lose. So I think genuinely caring about, um, you know, winning the game instead of going 4 for 4, I think is going to make you a better teammate in its own right. And then just, you know, just looking out for the guy next to you, having their back. It's, you know, it's, it's, a, it's a tough game mentally, especially higher levels and, and uh, the next level and, you know, you just got to you got to come back to one foundational thing. And I think that's, you know, trying to win. 100 percent. Well, you're used to you're used to doing that. You're used to winning. You're used to you're used to competing um, from a young age to, a, to till now. Um, you know, being a USA kid, being a perfect game, All-American kid, being a area code kid. Um, I mean, you're you're used to, to playing against the best players and 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 having all eyes on you at, at basically all times and um, and just making that the norm and, and um, you know, like I said, always trying to do well, but under, you know, trying to do well under those circumstances aren't, isn't necessarily normal for everybody, but um, to be able to do that is not hard. You got that, you got that clutch gene. <laughs> I tried. Um, your, uh, your grandfather played with, uh, he, he was with the Red Sox. Yeah, he didn't. He didn't get up to the big leagues, but he got up to I want to say Double A, maybe maybe Triple A. You know, back yeah, in the he, early sixties, right around there. So he was with the Red Sox with 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 Ted Williams, and your pops was uh was a San Diego State uh, ball player back yep. in the day. Um, 
a lot of advice given by those guys. What's some of the best advice that you've received, uh, whether it's from them, whether it's, you know, just in general, some of the best advice you've received that you'd like to pass along? Yeah, it's funny. Like, I think I get more of my baseball advice from, you know, my grandpa. Obviously, he's got, you know, just so much knowledge about hitting and, and you know, just playing baseball in general. He's, you know, he's, he had Ted Williams as a hitting coach in spring training and, and you know, got to pick his brain a little bit and then you know you got my dad who you know my dad just the most laid back guy ever knows baseball but like yep. you know isn't isn't on me about you know what my swing's doing or this this you know whether I go over for four for four it's he doesn't care it's you know it's it's all about just you know enjoying what you're doing so I mean for me I think for my grandpa the best advice I think I've gotten is something Ted Williams told him and, and he's told it to me probably a hundred times and I'll never stop him from telling me again, but, uh, he, he pretty much said, you know, when you go up to the plate, you know, it's, it's, it's your at bat, you know, you own the pitcher, you know, you gotta be confident and you know, you, that you're going to beat that guy, even though you're going to, you're going to fail 70% of the time and be the best player ever. You gotta be confident every single at bat and, uh, and you know, that you can beat the guy on the mound. And I think, you know, he gives you his advice is, you know, he gives you a pitch on the outside corner, inside corner, you know, good, good pitch, pitchers, pitch, take it. It's whatever, you know, strike one. And then same thing. Oh, one, uh, you know, go, go up there looking for a good pitch to hit. But if he makes that, that nasty pitch, you got to tip your cap and you go two strikes. And then I think this is where, you know, now, nowadays, uh, this kind of gets lost, but with two strikes, you got to go up there and you got to try to put that ball in play. And and I mean, personally, I've done it. I've gone up there and kind of not really had a two strike approach to trying to, you know, make the, make the defense work instead of just giving them a strikeout and, you know, next guy up. But I think nowadays that kind of gets lost. And, um, but yeah, I mean, he's, that's, that's kind of what he, he preached to me growing up, even, you know, when I was 10, 11, 12, you know, all the way up until, until now. Um, but yeah, that's been huge. And then my dad's just, like I was saying, he, he doesn't, he doesn't care whether I go four for four, oh for four. He's just, He's more so keeping me level-headed, uh, you know, when I try to get down on myself. So I, he's been huge for me. I, you know, I couldn't have done it without either of those guys and, you know, a lot of coaches along the way like yourself. And, I mean, it's been uh, – I've been blessed well, for sure. Well, I appreciate that. I mean, the more and more I think about your dad and I think about your dad being around the field and, and how much um, you did not hear from him and how much you – you know, you, you you didn't know who his kid was, even though his kid was was probably the best player on the field at at the time. Um, it's something that for a lot of parents to learn. Sure. Um, you know, never worried about where you played in the lineup, where you played on the field, um, and yeah, a lot like you in the sense of he just really cared about winning and 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 maybe not playing at the highest competition all the time at that age at 12 and 13, but definitely playing at a high level and playing, playing good game, playing games and, and, and getting good coaching and making sure that his, uh, his kid was surrounded by guys that were going to instruct him well and, and, and maybe stay on him. So, uh, so he didn't have to worry about staying on him so he could just be a dad and, and, and kind of be, uh, you know, be who he was instead of uh, have to be the baseball coach when you guys got exactly. in the car on the I ride. Mean, that's like, I mean, I think that goes for everybody. You know, I think being, you know, a kid who had a dad like that, I, you know, I just I'm so grateful for stuff like that, man. It's, I think, you know, if, sometimes, you know, parents obviously can, you're going to get, you're going to get on your kid a little bit and that's just how it is. But shit, man, I think if you do it too much, 
I think that's why some kids start to fizzle out and not really, you know, not really love to play anymore, which it's crazy. I mean, not everyone's different, but yeah, I'm just, you know, I'm grateful for for everything. You, I think, I think, I think young kids feed off their player, their, their parents energy. You know, when your dad was, your dad was always pretty confident in you. And I think that, that, like you said, that energy transfers over to their, to their kids. And, and, and because he was confident in you, you, you had, you were confident in yourself, but seeing your dad not worrying about you made you not worry about yourself either. Um, so it's, it's definitely a big, I think that's, it's, it's, you know, it starts at home. And uh, like you said, it's not, no surprise. Um, last question. I think this is going to be the question that I ask everybody is, uh, what what uh what motivates you daily? What's your daily motivation? I mean, for me, it's my family for sure. Um, you know, just knowing going back on you know my dad and my mom and and my brothers and sisters, um, just knowing how much time they sacrificed play baseball at you know for all those weekend tournaments in Arizona, you know, flying out to Florida to play Georgia, whatever it may be, they sacrificed so much looking back on it. And you don't really appreciate it when you're in the moment. You just kind of, you're a young kid and you go out and play, but looking back on it, man, you know, everything I do is for them. And, and um, it's, you know, I think that definitely drives me day in and day out. You know, I think for me, you know, I'll, you know, you have those times where you're struggling, um, you know, just strictly with the sport of baseball is for, you know, it's forget about life itself. That's a whole nother story, but, um, you know, those times where I'm maybe in a 0 for 15, you know, I, the one thing that keeps me going is, you know, being able to call my dad and not really talk about baseball and just kind of have him be there for me as a, uh, just as, you know, a son is, is something that, you know, really allows me to be able to play baseball at a high level. And I mean, yeah, everything I do for the, is for them kind of just to, um, to make sure all that time they sacrificed was worth it. And, you know, just, kind of allow them to enjoy watching me play because I know they do. And, and, you know, I kind of just want to do it all for them for sure. Oh man, you got, you got awesome parents, uh, mom, dad, or like you said, both great people, awesome people can be any prouder than, than you and, and your brothers and your sister. So, um, continue to continue to make sure that they are your daily motivation that everything you do is is, is to make them proud because uh it, it, it takes you a long way when when those when those two people are your uh are number exactly. one on your priority for list sure. um well like i said man thank you for taking the time we're definitely going to do it again there's a lot of other questions i want to get to as far as baseball stuff goes but um i think we covered a lot i think like i said i think players parents coaches can can learn a lot from from what we just sat there and talked about. So, um, again, man, thanks for taking the time and, uh, we'll do it again sometime soon. I'm always down.